going on, everybody? Paul Turney here from the DiscipleProject.net and your host of the Youth Ministry Motion Podcast, the podcast that wants to keep you motivated and your youth ministry moving forward. Happy New Year to all of you. Uh, it's a brand new day. It's a brand new year. Are you excited? I'm excited. I'm excited for what God will do in 2023. I am, I am stoked about the possibilities and the fact that I am uh, going to Hawaii in just a few weeks. <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm excited for the new year. I have the privilege of uh, going over to Kauai, Hawaii and lecturing uh, at a school called The Anchor House with my friend Rick Bunchu. You can uh, actually find the episode where I interview Rick uh, down in the show notes. I'll put a link to that episode about the things you don't learn in college and why he wanted to start this anchor house for young men and young women who wanted to get a really kind of a, a theological basis in their life, uh, get a foundation of that. And uh, I'm just super stoked to have the privilege to go and share. Now, I'm not going to share with you everything I'm going to share there because I'm still working on it, to be honest with you. Uh, but I can give you the a general title of the lecture series called What We Do in the Shadows. And it's about private practices that produce public power. And hopefully when I come back, I'll be able to share more about the series and uh, maybe just do a, a quick series for you all and, uh, and share uh, what I shared with them um, about the importance of private practices. All right, let's go ahead and start off the new year with some motion metrics. Uh, this is all about who's listening, where they're listening. Top listeners this past week, Mild Genius, uh, BearFan85, and Scott and Christy Altman. I want to thank all of you for listening and for being a part of the show. Top cities in our country that are listening, Winter Garden, Columbia, and Minneapolis. I want to welcome all of you to the show. And uh, countries, USA, Germany, and Brazil. Brazil, we send out our heartfelt condolences to you for the loss of soccer legend Pele. I remember him growing up, uh, watching him play ever so briefly. But what I do remember him most for, it seems, is he was in a movie called Victory with Sylvester Stallone way back in the day. So today we're going to talk about three pillars, at least my three pillars. And I don't call it the three pillars of youth ministry. I just call it my three pillars because all of you are going to walk away from this episode with your own three pillars, I hope, uh, where you can kind of narrow down the focus. It just feels like youth ministry sometimes is we, we take this shotgun approach to everything. I mean, there's everything in the media, there's everything on social, there's everything. And you feel like you got to just, you know, throw everything out there. You don't really know which way to direction to go. But I have managed to narrow down uh, my, uh, what my small group, Sunday school class, and what I teach on Wednesday nights, I've narrowed it down to three pillars. And I'm going to share that with you uh, and also the process of how I got there and how maybe you can do the same with your church and your pastor. Now, before we get into today's episode, I am super excited to bring to you on New Year's Day, no less, uh, the brand new my Youth Ministry Playbook 2023. If you're not familiar with this resource, some of you are, some of you have purchased from me in the past, and I want to thank you for that. I have been producing this resource for the past five years because I believe that a organized, well-planned out, well-thought-out youth ministry has a higher chance of success than a disorganized, chaotic 
youth ministry. So if you're wanting to start off 2023 right, and you say, Paul, I wish I had some resources. Maybe you're a new youth pastor. Uh, Maybe you've been in this for a little while, one to three years, and you're still looking for that organizational tool uh, that's going to help you uh, you know, build a championship youth ministry one month at a time, uh, then the My Youth Ministry Playbook might be for you because it has in there everything a youth pastor needs to build a championship youth ministry. It has your calendars. It has your monthly to-do list specifically for youth pastors, things that you need to be reminded of to do every month. It has, ev- uh, you know, event worksheets where you start working out your events. It's got budgetary sheets so you can work out how much those events are going to cost you and so you don't go over budget. It has things for camp. It has checklists. And I'm even throwing in some bonuses. I wrote a devotion called No Comment, 40 Days to Taming Your Tongue. And then I also wrote a little ebook I just finished up called The 10 Excuses Killing Your Youth Ministry. So if you are interested in having these resources, you print them off. It's all downloadable. Make as many copies as you want. Pass them out to your team, however you choose to use them. All you do is print them off, put them in a notebook, in a binder, and you have yourself a playbook that's going to help you all year long, remind you of all the things that are important. It's not a planner. It's a playbook. A planner, you got to put the plans in. A playbook gives you the plays you need to run in a year for a youth ministry that are going to bring about great success. So if this sounds like something for you, I'm going to put a link down in the description there. It's a way for you to support the podcast and help yourself build a championship youth ministry one month at a time. So let's go ahead and talk about my three pillar process for youth ministry. This past year, I felt like I was all over the map. Like I said, it's my first year with this group. And because of that, I was kind of, you know, you try to get a feel for the group, what they need, what do they know, what do they not know, how do you lead them. And so this shotgun approach, you know, for all youth ministry, if this is your first year of youth ministry and you're you're kind of all over the map, listen, that's kind of to be expected because you're you're trying to figure out where you need to go with this youth ministry. And I'm in the same position, no matter how long you've been doing, you're, you're still going to have to try to figure that out. So now that I'm moving into year two, I feel like I'm ready to narrow down uh, my programming, my teaching, my planning. And to do that, I had a talk with my pastor. I wanted to find out what his thoughts were about narrowing down the focus of the youth ministry to three pillars. These three pillars would define what kind of youth ministry I'd build that look most like the church he envisioned. We chatted, made a few suggestions, and we eventually arrived at our three pillars that would define how we would do youth ministry. And the three pillars that we arrived at was discipleship, justice, and theology. Discipleship is my heart and passion. I wanted to help students become lifetime followers of Jesus. So if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, I think you've picked up on that, that I am about the discipleship process. The second pillar we talked about was justice. And justice can be a complicated subject and hard to practice in a 60 to 90 minute a week youth meeting. But because we both agree that students must understand both the theology and the practice of justice, we made it a pillar. Injustice is not going away. So helping our students deal properly with how to bring justice into the world and how to reflect a just God in the world uh, is an important pillar, especially in the times in which we live. The third pillar uh, we decided upon was theology. And theology is, is in my pastor's DNA. He just received his doctorate. And we both believe that right biblical teaching on life's most important questions will build a strong foundation for students. So how do you 
integrate these three pillars into the youth ministry? Well, I can tell you for myself, uh, first of all, it starts with planning. Now, it doesn't matter whether you call it planning or programming, but the three pillars decide what's going to go on the calendar. Not every event or meeting is centered on just one of the three pillars, but they all have a sprinkle of one of the few other pillars in it, as if these pillars were salt and pepper shakers. So as an example, I can make a retreat discipleship focused with a sprinkle of justice. I can have an outreach with a dash of theology. I can have Uh, a feed the homeless day and talk about discipleship. My goal is to cross pollinate the calendar to the point where students see the connection between all three pillars and how it looks as a part of one's life. The second way that I'm integrating the three pillars is into preaching. Now, if you're anything like me, you've said one time or another, what am I going to talk about tonight? (laughs) And then you think about it all day and you kind of wait for God to show up. But listen, with these three pillars, uh, I only have three things to choose from, right? It's either going to it's either going to be in the discipleship vein, the justice vein, or in the theology vein. And so having only three pillars allows me to explore each topic more deeply and find, you know, the messages within the questions that I'm going to ask, right? And the questions that students are asking. So an example of this is just using these, you know, using what, right? What questions? What is a disciple? What does a disciple of Jesus look like compared to a disciple of the world? What difference will following Jesus make in my life? Those are three different topics in the vein of discipleship. It covers one of my pillars. So if I want to do three weeks on that, I can do three weeks on that. And I'll continue out the process of asking who, what, where, why, and how in each of those in each of those uh, pillars, you know, about discipleship, about justice, and about theology. And that's how I'm going to come up with my preaching schedule for this year. Now, the third part of integrating this is practice. Teaching without practice is futile if you want to make a disciple. It's important that young people actually practice what is being taught. So it is my goal to always allow time to practice what is being taught within our youth meeting. Yes, I can send them out and tell them, go do this, but I'm never going to see them do it. And unless they come back and tell me they did it or practiced it, then I'll, I'll never know. So I try to create a space within the youth meeting for kids to practice uh, what I've just taught. Uh, but I also make sure that events get on the calendar. They're going to reflect these three pillars. So example, if uh, I say, look, we're going to do feeding the homeless on Thanksgiving, well, that, that would focus in my discipleship pillar. Uh, writing letters to our congressman on a major issue, right? That would be uh, fall under justice. Or maybe doing a quiz show night on a series just to see how much my students remember. That can fall under theology. Practice can be deep, fun, all the above, but students must be offered the opportunity to practice what they believe, or it will go just in one ear and not the other. Practice makes things stick. So let me go ahead and offer to you three ways that you can come up with your own uh, pillars to, you know, because listen, I want uh, your job and my job to be easier. And I believe the way to do that is simply narrowing things down to the essential things, the essential things that are going to be taught, the essential things that are going to go on your calendar. And then you're not always wondering, you know, what you're going to do from week to week or month to month or quarter to quarter. So let me give you three tips here on how to come up with your own three pillars because your church is going to be different than mine. And so your pillars are going to be different. The first thing I would say is take inventory. What are you passionate about? 
Is it evangelism, missions? Write down three or four of those things and just tool around with them and see uh, what they would look like on your calendar in regards to planning, preaching, and practice. The second thing I'd recommend doing is talk to your pastor. Before talking to your pastor, though, about the three pillars, look at your church's literature, flyers, sayings on the wall, the church calendar, your pastor's teaching, preaching series, etc. Can you spot what's important to your church, to your pastor? Write down what you think the three pillars of your church are. Explain to your pastor what you're trying to do and then ask them if they could narrow down to just three pillars, what would they say are the three pillars of your church? And as you're listening, take note, how close are they to the pillars that you chose? And then the third step is target the three you agree upon. If your lists are close but not the same, ask your pastor, which of these three do you think should be the three pillars of the youth ministry? Now, listen, if you feel strongly about a pillar that should be included, ask your pastor if they are open to including it. Be sure to share why you're so passionate about it. And that was for me. I said, listen, I think discipleship is critically important. It's important to teach. It's important to practice. It is a focus and a passion of my heart. And so we agreed that, that it should be a part of that. Now, this should be a healthy discussion with your pastor, not a debate. If in the end you cannot agree upon the three pillars, go with their three pillars and then sprinkle your pillar throughout the year without being too heavy on the sprinkling, if you know what I mean. The three pillars are not law. They are not they are guideposts. I wanted the three pillars because I wanted to align the youth ministry and the church, the heart of the pastor, and in aligning yourself in purpose and vision, you become a complement to the church rather than a comparison. Aligning yourself with the pastor may even extend your stay as a youth pastor, and that's a good thing. All right, and that is my three-pillar process. I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed being a part today. If you're brand new to the podcast, thank you so much for listening today. Thank you for being a part. If you're a regular, as always, I appreciate your time and your attention. If you enjoyed what you heard today, why not leave a review? Go ahead and leave a five-star review and some kind words, and I'll be happy to read it right here on the podcast. So it's a new year. And I'm excited. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for what God is going to do in your life, in your ministry. I'm excited for what's going to happen in your church this year. I'm excited that you're going to reach more teenagers than you've ever reached in your whole life. I'm excited that you're going to see more kids commit their lives to Christ. I'm excited that you're going to baptize more kids. I'm excited that you're going to recruit more leaders than you've ever recruited in your whole life. I'm excited for you. And I want you to be excited for yourself. But listen, if nobody has told you lately that they're excited for you, I'm excited for you. And if nobody's told you lately that you're doing a good job, let me tell you, you're doing a good job and you're only going to get better. That's it for today, guys. Happy New Year. And I'll catch you guys in the next episode.